Welcome to Discovering Responsible Wealth. This is your host, Frank Congelos. It's a pleasure to be with you this week. This week's show is a continuation from last week. Our last week's show, we had started talking about financial literacy and the three stages of financial planning throughout your life. And the three stages that we were addressing last week when we got into this was accumulation, distribution, and legacy. Our last week's show, we were really spending our time on the accumulation side, which is the working years. Those are the years when we're, you know, we're working, we're getting paid, uh, we're looking to accumulate some assets over our lifetime so that when we go into retirement, which is later in life, and that's the distribution side, how do we have that quality of life that we're looking for? How do we maintain our independence, have the cash flow that we want? And ultimately, phase three, which is leaving that legacy that we would so like, you know, so much like to leave. With that in mind, when we look back at, you know, what we had started with last week, we started really talking about what would the ideal financial plan look like? And what we had come to the conclusion was that the ideal plan would work under any and every circumstance as, as much as possible, meaning that regardless of what the market may do, whether it was up, down, flat, whatever the case may be over the next several years. Since we don't have a crystal ball, we can't tell what inflation is going to be. Uh, we don't know what the tax laws are going to be. But whatever the case might be, our planning should really you know, work regardless or take that into account that that's not going to devastate our plan. And then the last thing that we had spoken about was really understanding and keeping in mind that life events really can occur. You know, what was interesting is uh, this week there was an article put out in uh, USA Today, and it was talking about uh, life events. And it's one of the things that we often talk about on our show that, you know, life happens. And they were talking about having to deal with, you know, kids coming back to live with you or dealing with parents at some point or whatever the case might be. And what they really pointed out was is that most planning doesn't take any of that into, a, uh, into an account. And that's really, though, part of what life you know, happens and what's occurring. So when we were wrapping up last week's show, to just summarize the accumulation side so everybody knows what we said in case you didn't hear it, you know, we had focused on cash flow and budgeting, avoiding emotional financial decisions, meaning that think things through before you buy. You know, you know what I always say, which is from the time you buy something, you know, you're going to be the happiest and then it kind of wears off over time. So make sure that you're doing the things for the right reason. We spoke about the concept of save, then spend, not spend, then save. And then we were talking also about charity and stewardship. And that should also be a part of what we account for into our cash flow and our budgeting and making sure that we're doing that, you know, and that's the heart of everything that we do. And the last thing that we were talking about was the rate of return is very important that you save that. But even more important than that, the rate at which you save is the most important. So that's the accumulation side. So now what we're going to do today, we're going to start getting into and we're going to discuss distribution and legacy. Distribution is really about how do we receive assets or receive income during our retirement years? And also, what's that legacy that we're passing on? And we're going to talk about all of that in some detail now. So for most of us, when we think in terms of retirement, we think in terms of Social Security. Will it be there? Will it not be there? 
And for most people, Social Security is going to be an integral part of their planning. I always say that's kind of kind of like that statutory benefit, uh, something that's there. It's that sacred cow. That's the reason why any politician who's in office, running for office or whatever, nobody ever wants to, to touch that. And I know there's some people out there that are listening and they're saying, oh, Social Security will never be there for me. Personally, I don't really believe that the government's ever going to default on paying anybody their Social Security benefit. I think, if anything, they'll pay you, but they might tax you more, or they might make it more needs-based, whereby they'll pay you your Social Security benefit and say, you know what, based upon your overall assets, based upon your overall income, you know, we're going to tax you a little bit higher than we would on other things. So I think Social Security, for most people, will be there, and I think that they're going to you know, receive income from it. The next area that when we talk about distribution is we're going to talk about pension. As it relates to pension, years ago, you'd work for a company. At the end of 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, they'd give you a gold watch, and then all of a sudden you would leave, and you'd get an income for the rest of your life. And that income was maybe 40% of your income, 50%, 60%, whatever the case might be, and you get that for life. What occurred over the last several years is, is that a lot of these pensions became what we refer to as unfunded, underfunded, and meaning that they actually were in debt where they owe more than they can support, and a lot of companies got away, and they ditched the pension plans, and they went more to like 401k plans or profit-sharing plans where it was kind of, here, we'll help you a little bit, but you got to pay for your own retirement. Now, if you're fortunate enough, however— that you do have a pension, when we talk about this distribution planning, your pension assets are going to be very important later for those of you who have this. Most people that work for the federal government, a state or municipality, teachers, firemen, policemen, they do have pensions. The big question for them is how do they receive their pension when they get it? And for all of them, they're going to have to receive what's referred to as a pension with a spousal benefit, assuming that they're married, and that spousal benefit provides income both for the retiree and for their spouse. Now, one of the things that could be done if you look at this during your working and accumulation years is that if you back up your pension properly with life insurance, sometimes you're able to take a higher pension distribution because life insurance then could be utilized to offset the income for your family. So one of the key elements as we look at distribution planning is for the people that have pension, you should be looking to see, does life insurance in conjunction with your pension provide you with more income options, seeing how the life insurance would replace that lost pension benefit to a surviving spouse? And if it does, that's one of the distribution strategies to look at. If it doesn't, then you would go for the, you know, for the lower amount of pension. The idea being is, the more pension you receive, the less it'll be for a spouse or nothing for a spouse, but having life insurance in place, it would offset it. So once we go past the defined benefit plan or the pension plan, we have all the people that work for companies that would occurred over time is, is that it became more of a do-your-own financial plan or do-your-own retirement plan. And when I say do-it-your-own, I mean that very respectfully, but it's more of like the 401k where they say, hey, you have the ability to save money on a tax-favored basis towards retiring. And some companies contribute to that. They call it a match. 
Uh, sometimes it's a profit sharing allocation that they're getting. But there's a variety of ways in which the company sometimes may participate in that to help accumulate that money on a tax-favored basis. Now, what happens is, is when you retire, that money's qualified. It's never been taxed before. So any of that money that gets distributed during retirement is going to be subject to tax. The ideal for people would be as if they had enough of accumulated assets in these retirement accounts or private investment accounts that you could live off your interest. Now, we're going to discuss a few of those concepts in a few minutes, but for the time being, let's just keep in mind the following, that if it's feasible that you had enough money in that retirement account, the distribution strategy would be this. If possible, live off of the interest and dividends. Time when you take money out of these so that you're not pushing yourself up into the higher tax bracket. However, if you're fortunate enough and you've been blessed where you can take the money out and you're really not eroding principal, you're not looking at running out of money, then I would say, God bless you. Take that income and enjoy it and benefit people and charities around you as you're doing it. But if that's not the case, then we have to look at what strategies are available to help you to do that. The final asset class that you're going to have as you go through retirement are what I refer to as non-qualified assets. Non-qualified means that it's not in a retirement account. It could be a mutual fund. It could be a stock. It could be um, some investment or savings or CDs that you have elsewhere. Here's the catch with that. Many people who are looking to live off of their interest and dividends over the years, with rates as low as they are, it's challenging to do that. So what people start to do and what many of us have been having to look at here is, what do we do? Do we live off of our principal and interest and try to estimate how long the money will live, which could be very challenging, which is one of the biggest fears for people who are retired, which is nobody wants to run out of money. That being the case, if you're going to need to live off of your principal and your interest over your lifetime, the only product that I've ever seen or concept that I've seen that works for that is utilizing some form of an annuity that you could do through an insurance company whereby it'll provide for life income for you and even a surviving spouse. The benefit of that is that you get your principal, you're getting your interest, and because the insurance company can predict how many people at each age are going to die per year, they're able to give a little higher return or provide more guaranteed income for life based upon you know, their mortality tables, meaning that it usually will provide a higher income stream. The only thing that I tell people is, is that if this is a consideration for you, it works best when it's backed up by insurance. And when I say insurance is that there's some form of life insurance in the event of a death or you're trying to leave some legacy to someone else. So from a distribution standpoint, those are some of the key distribution concepts that you should be aware of. As far as legacy as we're wrapping up, here's what I want to point out to you. Your legacy is what you're doing every day. It's not something you're going to do in the future. It's all of the lives that you impact. It's your time, your talent, and your treasure. It's how you impact your family the charities that you care about, your church, and then financially, how do you impact them throughout your lifetime and when you're not here anymore? So what I tell you is 
whatever your intent is, you should do it throughout your lifetime, and you should certainly make sure that your estate planning should reflect how you care about people, how you care about organizations when you're not here. So that wraps up our show for this week. This is Frank Congelos. You've been listening to Discovering Responsible Wealth. If you have any questions, you could write to us at the Institute of Responsible Wealth, 2431 Atlantic Avenue, Manasquan, New Jersey, or email us at info at com. Thank you and have a blessed week.